HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Broadcasting live from Roberta's in Bushwick, Brooklyn, you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.com. I'm Will Harris, and today's program has been brought to you by White Oak Pastures. Hello, Greenhorns. This is Severin. This is Greenhorns Radio. I'm joined today by Dan. And Dan has been on a voyage, and I think, I think it's different from a lot of people. We usually, we talk to a lot of people, but then I think your journey is more unusual than most people. Do you want to, well, thank you. Do you want to get a, give us a short version? Hi. <laughs> How's it going? It's going good. How's it going over there? Great, great. Yeah, I just, I just came back from a literal voyage to Texas, actually. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's good to be back. Good to get ready for the next season. Oh, what kind of a voyage? Well, I was actually oh, working on a farm down in down in Texas for a month, so I'm just getting back from that. So, so, so tell us what's coming up this season and about those other voyages well, a little bit more. Yeah, this season we are we're going on to a new piece of land uh, right here in Hudson, actually, um, and uh, and we're really excited because uh, we're finally going to actually centralize our operation and not be all over the place in different parts of Columbia County. Um, and we're, we're big fans of Hudson and being in Hudson. Um, and that's kind of, to me, to me Hudson's, Hudson's really home. i got a lot of friends here. And, um, and it's, so it's just really exciting that we found this really gorgeous piece of land right here. And can do everything that we want to do um, and, you know, have a little bit of funding to go with it as well, which is, which is really going to take us to the next level. And um, so we're really excited. So describe your operation. What's going to be planted and what kind of acres are you talking And also well, where exactly? We, yeah, right. Um, okay, so headed out of Hudson, it's literally – on where the property on the town line um, when you go into Claverack on 23B. Uh, there's, a big, there's a big field there that we are um, we're planning to build some minor infrastructure and, and 
you know, build a build a, our operation up from from the ground up there. Uh, we're planning to grow up probably around about uh, between three and probably between three and four acres this season. Um, and we're planning to do uh, we're planning to also really shift our model uh, a little bit more CSA based this year. Um, and so we're we're looking to to, to try and try and market uh, vegetables in the city. Um, we're we're also we're also hoping to attend a couple more markets more locally. Um, so we're applying to a few more. We'll see. We'll see where that takes us. And, um, we also grow for grow for a company called Field Goods, which is run by by Donna Williams, who has given us a lot of a lot of support and especially business mentoring. Um, and so that's that's been a really good partnership. So we kind of got a few things going. Um, and then on top of that, you already have your really, greenhouse. We actually don't. <laughs> we actually uh, we're waiting on March first for our funding to uh, to come through, um, and for, you know to really kind of kick things off. That's the date that we set. We also have to hear back a little bit from the town board regarding putting up putting up a couple of our structures, and um, so we're that's also in in the next couple of weeks. So really kind of keeping our fingers crossed that everything goes smoothly, which we think it will. But um, but yeah, then we're then we plan to build the greenhouse on March first, um, and get things started then. So wow, what a journey! What a fun plan! I like I like where you are in the world right now, and you know that Greenhorns, our office is right there in downtown Hudson. I know. You know that's actually funny. Is uh, our new house where we're living is literally a block from it. So yeah, it's really just great to be back in Hudson. I haven't I've lived here for a couple. I'm of excited. Years. We get to hang out sometime on March 13th. Yeah. Put it in your calendar. We've got a big mixer in our office. Oh, what is it? It's an, it's an office mixer. Oh, great! Cool. Nice. Yeah, you're invited. Go down, I'd probably go down in my pajamas. <laughs> right on. Or maybe not. <laughs> now. Uh, so let's talk about the journey, though, because it's quite interesting. Yeah. How did you arrive? How did you arrive here to this conclusion? And and how is your how has your practice been informed by the studying that you've done? Right. Well, um, it's been a really interesting interesting journey, I guess. Um, I'm I'm a very uh, I'm a very uh, both myself and my partner Tess were both very, very self-motivated um, and very, like, sort of, less, very choleric people. I guess you could say, like, let's go and let's go and get this done. And you know, we've we've definitely we've definitely seen a lot of a lot of uh, you know pluses and or pros and cons of, of that way of working. One, we you know we were like, wow, could have we could have definitely been informed by more experience before we really dove into it when we did, but because we did it the way we did, we've had a really interesting learning curve because we've increasingly had to seek out all the farmers around us and all of the community around us to really figure out how to do what we're what we're in the middle of doing. You know, and so that that was a, an interesting approach. I wouldn't I might might not recommend it to everyone. Um 
there's definitely easier ways to learn. But a lot of a lot of what what we did was at first very self-taught, and then you know throughout the just amazing amount of resources in the community, such as such as yourselves or um, I actually just it's funny I this is my second my second interview today I did I, I just was talking with the Farmscape Ecology folks as well who were doing these farmer with narratives. Anna aren't um, they great Yeah yeah it's just like the work that the work that people are doing around here with food culture and with um, you know with just documenting what's going on it's just it's it's amazing um, and so. These resources are really what has kind of kept us going. Because otherwise, we would probably have just been like, "All right, we kind of have to have to fold our our hand of cards and and you know maybe just find another way to do this." But really, like through the amount of amount of stuff that's going on in the community, it's really actually making it possible to to be you know a starting farmer today. I think so. It's it's a great oh, environment. <laughs> You're saying all the right things. <laughs> I just want to cut you off so that you don't say anything negative. We could just use it right there as a grant proposal. <laughs> okay, yeah, but, yeah, totally, exactly. But, so for those who aren't, who aren't familiar with the Hudson Valley and its treasures, could you just yeah. give a little uh, give a little overview? What's going on in the valley? Oh, geez, uh, what, do you, what do you mean in terms of uh, food? In terms of culture, I think there's there's so much going on, which which is what um, what you know that that's what really makes it unique to me is that like like I can I can be like a you know a, a farmer, which you know as as you know like takes up takes up uh, you know a lot of time and and energy and stuff, but I can also be really surrounded by by you know the rejuvenation of like of all this cultural stuff that's going on as well, and just you know like having been in Hudson over the years, seeing um, you know new new cafes open, new new like places open that are you know serving you know like like Grey's and Angus or all these you know all these just so many you really see that the entire the entire like way of thinking is making a shift and I really you know I've, I've just been in Texas and I was I was working there on a, on a farm doing the same thing and it, it was awesome and you know I, I, I helped with Austin farmers market and stuff but it's just not like it is here you know it's like really there's there's just so much happening here that it's it, it like blows my mind you know like uh, just in the past year, we we delivered a lot of stuff to Local 111 and in Philmont, and that was a really great relationship to have. And now this new place, Crossroads in, in uh, Hillsdale, which also looks really amazing. And more. So, I mean, just everything. And what was the farm in Texas? Uh, the farm in Texas. It was called Monkibo Farm, uh, and we went. There was a great, a great farm. We actually went just. Uh, we went through the Wolf program. Um, kind of really missed gardening, so we found we found some people who were still doing it this time of year, and it was really great. Actually, we went down there and spent a lot of time just just you know learning about 
about running the operation that they have, and especially farming ducks, which we're really, really interested in doing in the future as well, because they had four or 500 ducks, and we just fell in love with ducks while we were there. So it might be a duck farmer soon. Well, you know, ducks, you can charge a pretty penny for a good duck, and people like Absolutely. to eat it in a restaurant. Absolutely. Yeah. Folks I know down in Virginia say that when the pastured, pastured chicken market fills up, there's usually still a lot of pastured duck market left to go around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, I mean, just the eggs themselves. I mean, like, we were we were gathering a couple hundred eggs a day down, down there where we were, and they're just amazing. They're so different to a chicken egg, so much uh, fuller and richer and... I mean, they're a slightly acquired taste, but, I mean, just really, like, uh, um, talk about, like, an animal that doesn't, like, that doesn't go around tearing everything up like a chicken. That's kind of, that's my, that's my beef with the chickens, um, is that, is that they, they tear up so much stuff and they get out and they, where the ducks, they're just, like, they'll just, they'll bump into, into walls with their, with their big bills and, like, and then they can only do what, as much damage as their bill can do. That's about it. There's nothing else that they have to do damage, and they're easy to catch, and you know, just sort of, you know, easy to kind of keep. And they're they're friendly, which is great. So. I mean, they seem friendly. We can't we can't yeah. project too much of our human feelings onto the ducks. Right. They could. Actually they might not be, be friendly. Firing. That's my perspective about that. Okay, moving forward. So you're walking into this farm. Now you're in your second season. You have new land, less scattered, focused, good team. What skills are you bringing to the table? Where, what were you doing until now before farming? Uh, before I was farming, I I ran a stonemasonry business for about, uh, let's I ran the stonemasonry business since 2004, so about um, yeah, almost almost 10 years. And before that, I was doing this masonry apprenticeship. So that's really like where my business experience comes from is from from you know running a, a masonry contracting business and really kind of um, eventually just feeling that there's much more need for farming, and especially, above all, more need for food to be accessible to people. So that's really, and, and actually, especially food to be accessible to myself, because I, I kind of have this, like, you know, I just had a really unhealthy lifestyle, and I knew that I had to really connect myself to something else, something that's, like, more tangible and for my own survival and for the survival of the community and you know, something that I could really feel feel better about. And I love I love stone masonry, and I really look forward to doing a lot of stone masonry on on the new property that we're on. And uh, one thing we're planning to do is is build a processing shed out of stone. Um, so that would kind of be an opportunity for me to still keep up with both trades a little bit, but also really be benefiting the one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I've been doing up until then. I studied. Um, the independent uh, independent study through Goddard College for about nine semesters or so, and I plan to finish off my studies eventually uh, through uh, some kind of individualized program like that. Maybe 
maybe Gaia University, um, which is which is another sort of self self uh, programmed or self initiated uh, degree program, and um, I'd really like to just keep doing what I'm doing, farming, and get a degree doing it. And um, and I think that now there are ways out there, and I really want to kind of be a part of reinventing that. So yeah. All these hippie schools, just give it out degrees for farming. What a... Yeah. (laughs) It's a good time we live in. We're all getting accredited. Anyway, I won't be... I'm coming out of a state state system, I don't always... I don't always see eye to eye on all that stuff, but... Yeah. So it is. Um, And obviously, Hoffler's Alley is a great place for continuing education. Have you looked into their... Vocational training? Well, you know, I bet if I had not grown up in Harlemville, <laughs> I probably would. I I just think that for for my own uh, for my own variation, I've kind of I've kind of taken other other routes a bit more. Um, although, like you know, one thing that I'm really I really have a strong interest in is biodynamics. So I you know I I definitely plan to utilize a lot of a lot of what they have also also the stuff that the you know the farmscape ecology is doing with this with the farmers research circle and all you know the young farmers or young and old farmers you know from all over coming together and and really kind of brainstorming things that uh, that affect us all a lot and how we can really improve upon what we do you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot of resources down there in Hawthorne Valley. But it's where I'm from, so it's kinda like, you know, how much am I just indoctrinated to to love where I'm from? I don't know. Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. But I I definitely love it as a place. And I love Hawthorne Valley in many ways. It's 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 definitely a home to me. And I think that over the years they've accomplished some amazing stuff, which I, you know, I, I definitely think I can learn a lot from. So, yeah. But so I just want to really make sure important. that I remind, I just want to make sure that I remind you that we have Farm Hack coming up March 10th and 11th at RISD down in Providence, um, oh, really? in partnership with the Little City Growers Cooperative, which is the urban farming distribution and marketing cooperative, and other partners. So if you all wanted to get on a train down to Providence, you wouldn't have to walk very far to get to Amtrak. You could get all the way there. And uh, the next one after that is April 28th and 29th in uh, Essex, New York, and then Intervale in Vermont. So both sides of the lake, but you can can do that one by train, too. we have a couple of extra cars that are going to be carpooling folks across the lake. So yeah, if you're great. interested, those are those yeah. are the next upcoming East Coast things. And if yeah, you tell your friends you... in Texas that we got a party on March 16th out at South by Southwest, we're doing a it's the kickoff party for the Texas Young Farmers Coalition. Oh wow! So those are yeah, the things great. coming down the pike, and I can't wait to meet you in person. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, at the very beginning of March. Yeah. And you'll yeah. be busy doing your greenhouse, so maybe I'll come find you. 
you can't miss us. You know, if you're driving out on out on 23B towards Claverack, we're 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 right out there in the open. It's not like you got to look behind anything. We're we're, uh, we're playing for everyone to see, which which is great. You know, like for our CSA as well, for folks in Hudson, they don't really have to leave town to go and do pickups, which which is super great, and that's that's really that's really exciting to us to to have that kind of accessibility to people as well. So, yeah. Well, right on. I thank you for joining us and, and have a great time. See you soon. Thank you, Summer. All right. See you soon. Bye now. White Oak Pastures is a 146-year-old multi-generational family farm that works in cooperation with nature to produce artisan meats that is safe, healthy, nutritious, and good to eat. Without fail, we ensure that our production practices are economically practical, ecologically sustainable, and that the animals are always humanely treated. We never falter in our determination to conduct our business in an honorable manner. For more information, visit whiteoakpastures.com.